Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Tutel Duanas, 129 ESPN Missoula. Ryan Tutel, he's out. Coulter Duanas in studio with you. If you missed anything in the first hour, be sure to check out the podcast. Podcast is available on iTunes or the TuneIn Radio app or the station website, 129ESPN.com. Podcast proudly presented by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. The stream, if you want to tune in live, you can find it at 1029ESPN.com. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. They're the ones that present that stream. If you want to give us a call, 329-1899. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. If you missed anything from that Montana football hour in the first hour, we were joined by Anthony Knockreiner from KGEZ up in Kalispell to break down the East-West Shrine game football, all-star game for us, and viewed over the weekend. Also talked Dante Olson being added to the Buck Buchanan and Butkus Award list. Shared an interview with Montana State head coach Jeff Choate. And now we're going to talk a little bit more Bobcats and a lot more about the Big Sky Conference as we go to the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in. Good buddy. And now I think we can call him a friend of the show since he's been on a couple times. Jason Alvin, the voice of the Montana State Bobcats. Jason, I know you just landed in L.A. You're in the pandemonium. That is Southern California. We appreciate you taking some time. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, just uh, sitting in this lovely rental vehicle, uh, when to chat with you, my friend. <laughs> I would say start driving to get yourself a head start, but then I would say don't do that because you're probably going to get lost and you'll just be even more frustrated. So we'll just talk yeah. quickly, then you can make your way. 
Hey, we're all good. Uh, take your time. It's an hour and 43-minute drive, and that could be three. I don't know. <laughs> you never know when you're in L.A. Hey, we just got back from the Big Sky kickoff last week, and I know that you were running around getting all sorts of interviews as well. So let's start there. Just broadly, what did you think of the event? What sort of things did you maybe – was there anything particular uh, that you got out of it or that surprised you that maybe you learned about the league uh, from your experience in Spokane? Well, I think the league put on a great event out in Spokane. I thought it was top-notch from, you know, making the, the kids, the student-athletes feel like celebrities, um, you know, the opportunity for them to have their you know, bowling contests and uh, be there and be interviewed and photo shoots. And I know that stuff is a lot of the stuff that things that drive these kids, that they enjoy. And, uh, you know, it was cool to see them out there doing that. And, you know, for me being a first-timer out there, I really enjoyed the event. He's getting the opportunity to sit down with some of the, the, the premier players in this league. Had a really good chat with Case Cookus, a guy that uh, has an opportunity to reset some record books in the Big Sky Conference if he could stay healthy this year. And he's a guy that, that I'm really looking forward to watching. Montana State gets them on September 28th there to open up Big Sky play, but uh, he was a really engaging interview, very interested as well in Dalton Sneed and what, uh, what he can do. Uh, at, at the quarterback position, and, and Dante Olsen, I just heard you trailing in there, uh, added to the Buck Buchanan list. That guy's a phenomenal linebacker, and looking forward to, to seeing what uh, those guys that were down at the event are able to do throughout the season. You mentioned Case Cook is in Northern Arizona, and it's so interesting because there's only been a couple guys that have ever even made multiple appearances at the Big Sky kickoff. Well, Case Cook has been playing quarterback <laughs> in Northern Arizona for like 14 years now. So this was his this was his fourth Big Sky kickoff. And, you know, because he, he, he was the national freshman of the year, and then he's had this career that's been spectacular when he's healthy but has been riddled by injuries. And I know that that's been something that's sort of held Northern Arizona back. But to me, when I'm looking at this league and I was making my poll and I was breaking everything down, I thought that this year is about, it's more cut and dry in terms of the contenders versus the have-nots in this league. There's been so much parity in the league. There's We've had so many teams, including a lot of the new teams like Cal Poly, North Dakota, Southern Utah, that have risen up and been playoff contenders and even Big Sky Conference championship contenders. And to me, it seems like the league has sort of revolved back to being uh, more status quo and more the the powers that were are the powers that are. I think the Cats and the Grizz both have a chance to take that next step and get back into the postseason picture. I think Eastern Washington, because of their schedule and because of the, the tradition they've been able to forge here this last decade or so, I think they're still going to be in the mix as a postseason team. I think Weber State, you know, back-to-back Big Sky champions, even though they've been anemic on offense because they've been so good on defense, so good on special teams. I think they're in the mix as well. And then UC Davis, Dan Hawkins has got it rolling, and he's got himself, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the league in Jake Mayer. And then you look at the rest of the league. The only team that I think really is kind of an anomaly, a team that's just a dark horse, a team that maybe I don't know what to think of, is Northern Arizona because they have this great quarterback in Case Cookus. They lose a lot on defense, but more than anything, they have a storyline that most college programs have never experienced, and that is replacing a coach who's been there for two-plus decades. Drum Sowers was the coach at NAU for 21 seasons, and most guys don't ever last that long in, in college football, period. But, but then you look at you know you look at trying to replace that guy. I, I just have no idea what to think of NAU. But you talk about that first game against the Bobcats. I think that that is a huge game in the league because I think if Montana State can win that thing and get rolling a little bit, I think they have a chance then to to really build some momentum going into the later part of their schedule. Because I do think that the next four or five weeks is conducive to success. 
But then on the other hand, any you could make a statement there uh, by beating a, a Bobcat team that's going to be ranked coming into the year and a team that seems to be on the rise. So uh, do you have any gauge on any of you? And how how strange do you think the situation is with Chris Ball taking over for a guy that's been there for, since the 90s? Well, again, he is a guy, when I talked to him at, at media day, he said Case Cook is, is a big reason he took this job right. because he has a quarterback in place that can take this team and maybe surprise some people, like you said, because the teams, you talked about the separation, the haves and the have-nots. What are all the haves? Um, what do they have that the have-nots don't? They've got quarterback play right now. You look at the top of this league, you mentioned Jake Mayer, Eric Berry at Eastern Washington, Case Cook is Dalton Sneed over at Montana. All those guys, and, and what is Weber State missing from being talked about as maybe one of those national titles contenders? They're missing a consistent quarterback play. They got some good play from, from Jake Constantine late in the year after the injury to Caden Jenks. Uh, but, you know, they've got an offense that could be ready to take that next step if they can find that quarterback. And I think that's what all these these teams have. But, but Northern Arizona is a team that you look at with good quarterback play. They have a lot of depth in the secondary coming back, which is something that you have to have in this league with as many high-flying, versatile uh, offenses that are, that are here. It, it's Case Cook is a, is a guy that can take your... Coulter, you and I have built our lives on communication. And one thing that people may not realize is Blackfoot. That is their bread and butter. And right now, they are spending a ton of time and money creating an incredible network of fiber optic cables across the state of Montana. A state that, thank you very much, could use some innovation and advancement in that way, right? You probably already know Blackfoot, a local partner for internet, voice, and professional services that fuel growing businesses like yours. Right now, Blackfoot is extending its fiber optic cable networks in Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and around the region. Yeah, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable. It's a stunning amount that they're putting in right now. Check out GoBlackfoot.com. You can click on the link if you're on Podbean or just copy the URL into your browser. Go see what they're up to. I think you'll be impressed when you find out all the things that Blackfoot does. Particularly in Bozeman. Bozeman, as you know, is booming right now. And Blackfoot, they got you all taken care of. How does fiber optics benefit your business? We're not quite sure, but Blackfoot sure does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000, or find them online at GoBlackfoot.com. For teams to the next level, provided he stays healthy. And the unbalanced schedule in the big sky is so interesting because you don't always play everybody, and oftentimes the league title is, is determined not only on how you do, but how a lot of the other teams in the league do against common opponents. We've seen some teams rise up and go 4-4 four and four or 5-3 and three in league. I mean, Idaho State winning five league games last year had a huge impact on the league title race, even though Idaho State didn't make the playoffs because they knocked everybody that they beat down one notch, and you look at NAU's schedule, they play at Montana State, they play at Weber State, they play at Eastern Washington, so they play three of the top contenders in the league on the road. But if they can steal some of those, that could have an impact in the postseason picture. But let's talk about the other teams in this league. Let's start with Eastern Washington. They lose 28 seniors from a year ago. They were the Big Sky Conference co-champions. They made it all the way to the national championship game, and they lose a ton of guys off that team, but they also return four starters on the offensive line, and they return Eric Berry at quarterback. The skill positions... 
when they're in flux in Eastern Washington, I never put much stock in that because the guys that have been the next guys up have been pretty dang good. And defensively, it seems like they've made some progress. But that said, they have new coordinators on both offense and defense. So I think it, it's a little bit, there is a little bit more question mark uh, than other teams uh, atop the league. But Eastern Washington, they don't have to play either the Cats or the Grizz. That's an advantage as well. What do you think of some of the strengths of Eastern Washington? In your mind, what's the biggest question mark with EWU? Well, I think the biggest question mark is up the middle of their defense. They lose JT to Yoli uh, up there at the nose tackle position. Then you lose Kettner Kump at linebacker. And then you go to the safety, and Mitch Fettig is gone. All guys that were major contributors on that defense. And you mentioned 28 seniors. That's tough to replace. But, again, so much of this, this game now is quarterback play. And they've got a guy that, that showed it on the biggest stages that, that he was ready to go. You, come, you talk about a pressure situation coming in and, and replacing Gage Gubrud when he gets injured. And Eric Berrier has this season uh, that, that he does last year. I think he could be very special in this league now that he has those seven, eight games under his belt. Uh, a guy that, that makes that next jump that, that could just strike deer in the offensive corner. You mentioned the wide receivers. They lose Simba Webster. But, I'm, again, I'm not too concerned about uh, what Eastern does on offense because they've done it for so long. They've put points on the board uh, far too long in this league to really doubt what uh, – Coach Best is doing up there and, and his schemes, so I'm, I'm not too concerned about that. I think they'll they'll be able to score. And then, as you mentioned, they have a great schedule that, that, that plays out for them. Weber State, to me, I think you already addressed it. Uh, you know, Weber State has been the best defense in the league the last two years, maybe even the last three years. They've had the best secondary, the best linebackers. Uh, they just recruited really well on that side of the ball. I think they scored almost 10 non-offensive touchdowns a year ago. Rashid Shaheed is a touchdown waiting to happen, even with teams kicking away from him. Josh Davis scored a punt return touchdown a year ago. They had multiple defensive touchdowns. I mean, this team was so good that they held Eastern Washington to three points, and they won 14-3. to And that was one thing that Bruce Barnum told me, uh, Portland State head coach at the Big Sky kickoff. He said, the reason Weber State is what they are is because Jay Hill has no problem beating you 17-14. 14-7. He, he's not caught up in the, i got to score 35 points a game, this high-octane offenses that have, that have overtaken college football. But to me, the fact that Weber State hasn't been able to find a definitive answer at quarterback, they've had solid guys like Stephen Cantwell, but they haven't had a guy that's an elite difference maker. Uh, to me, that's the thing that's holding them back. How do you see Weber State this year? I agree with you 100% in everything you just said. They do lose a, a huge impact linebacker in LeGrand Toia there uh, on that defensive side, but they're going to be able to replace uh, players that, that they lose, that they're kind of like the Eastern Washington on defense. They have this system that they just keep running through. I, I think they're a, a quarterback away from being an upper echelon offensive team. They have Josh Davis, the guy that was the National Freshman of the Year a season ago, won the Jerry Rice Award. You mentioned Rashid Shahid, uh, a guy that punt returns, kick returns. You, you get him the ball in a, in a jet sweep. He is maybe the fastest guy in the league. Yeah. Uh, if not, there there would be, there might not be a lot of guys faster than him, and if he can get shake loose and make big plays, they've got a deep, a deep offensive line coming back. It just comes down to does Jake Constantine take that next step, and what can they do to develop, or do they have somebody there that can beat out Constantine and Jenks and, and take that offense to that next level. UC Davis, uh, they, they go as Jake Mayer goes, but they were better on defense than people gave him credit for. Uh, to me, the biggest question mark is just how do you replace Keelan Doss, but it seems like Julian Harrell, who is a preseason all-big sky, uh, 
name to the preseason All Big Sky team. Seems like he sort of fits that mold. I don't know if he's going to necessarily go out and catch 115 passes like Keelan Doss did, but he's got a similar body type and he's got a great quarterback throwing to him. Do you see any weaknesses in UC Davis, though? And if so, what are they? Well, apparently I got in this rental car and it must have some sort of sensor because you're stealing all my thunder here with uh, with, with what I see. I, I think the <laughs> loss of Keelan Doss is major for that team. He had over 1,400 receiving yards last year. That's 700 more. Ben Harrell there, he had 45 more catches, 46 more catches, excuse me, than the next closest steer. Is somebody ready to take that step? Jake Mara is good, but he was really good because he had Keelan Doss as well, a guy that has, from from all indication, shown big flashes at Raiders camp, and they've been really impressed with him, a guy that could be an undrafted free agent that sticks that team. So I think they're going to win it with, with, with offense. If they do, they're a team that, it's going to put points on the board. They have the, the preseason favorite for the player of the year. And Jake Mayer, again, there uh, he won it last year. But uh, Keelan Doss is, a, is that is that big-time playmaker that everybody in this league wants. Another school that lost a guy very similar to him, Northern Arizona, lost Emmanuel Butler, another guy that could you know make plays and, and big things happen at receivers. So those guys in, in this league are hard to come by when they're as physically gifted as Keelan Doss is. No doubt. It's Jason Alvin, the voice of the Montana State Bobcats, joining us on the Rangets Brothers RV phone line as we continue to break down the Big Sky Conference. Now we got to get to the Montana schools. I'll ask you first about the Grizz. What's your take of the Grizz? You said you like Dante Olsen, you like Dalton Sneed, meeting those guys, and, and obviously they're great players. What else do you think of just Montana in general? Well, I think they've got a chip on their shoulder as to the way last season ended. I, I don't think there's any question to that. Uh, you, the whole, I don't know if you can script a game of that magnitude, of that type of rivalry, that type of ending to where, you know, they score a touchdown to go ahead and the timeout and the next play, it's a fumble. I mean, I've watched a lot of football games in my life. I don't even know how many. But to see something like that happen in that type of game with the stakes that we're riding, uh, it was just was something that has to drive the University of Montana players this offseason in I think in that last drive, Dalton Sneed showed what type of quarterback he is. He got sacked multiple times to force third and longs on that last drive, but he just kept hammering back and coming at you and put that team in a position to win the game. And, you know, if it wasn't for a brilliant stroke of, of clock management by Jeff Choate, they, they probably do, and they're in the playoffs. And, and we're singing a different tune about the way Montana State finished that game. I mean, they came so close and then gave it so. I think the biggest thing that they've got to do is they've got to shore up the offensive line to protect, protect Dalton Steed because he showed what type of gamer he is, what type of competitor his, he was, and why they were able to let a really good quarterback um, get gone in Gresh Jensen. Uh, they, he proved that, uh, that he was the guy behind center there for Montana. And I think if they can protect him better this year, they gave up 25 sacks a year ago, then then they could be a team there standing at the end, again, depending on that schedule, um, staking claim to, to a possibility of a hoisting a big sky championship. And last thing for you, Jason Alvin, voice of the Montana State Bobcats, joining us on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. We, last time you were on the show, we talked about Montana State's quarterback situation. I think we're both in agreement, and I think a lot of people around the league are in agreement of the strengths and weaknesses of Montana State. They seem pretty cut and dry. The lines seem very good. I think the defensive secondary is going to be elite. Uh, and the biggest question mark is the quarterback. Uh, but to me, the other factor that's going to be really interesting is 
can the Bobcats build momentum early in their season? If they do, how does that momentum help them? Because they've surged down the stretch in November the last two years, but it's taken them a little while to gain that October momentum. This year, the schedule is a little bit more favorable. They have a chance to gain some momentum, but they also aren't going to be that chippy underdog that's trying to prove people wrong. They're going to be a team that I think a lot of people are gunning for with big expectations. How much do you think the expectations that come into the season for Montana State have on this Bobcat team? I think they're going to have to live, try to live up to them because they were top 10 in Athlon's poll, uh, top 15. And so there are expectations for this team. I think the – I don't know the right way to phrase it, whether the quarterback picture became clearer with the, the departure of Chris Murray or it muddles it up even more because you got guys in Tucker Rovig who has two and a half games of experience and Casey Bauman who has one drive of experience. So whoever, if one of those two guys wins the the job, Ruben Beltran's in that mix as well. And then he has even less experience than than Casey Bauman. So whatever one of those guys wins that job, they're going to go down to Texas tech and be, you know, the underdog in that game so they can build that up, but they're going to be facing a very good elite type defense of the big 12 and then you have to come home and face a playoff team from last year in the FCS in Southeast Missouri State. So those two early games could be something where if you start 1-1, one and one, feel pretty good about yourself. If you start 0-2 oh and, and there's a little bit of shakiness in the quarterback play, then what do you do? Do you go to Macomb and, and ride it and see how that game goes with the possibility of, of staring an 0-3 in the face? I don't know. That's why uh, they pay Jeff Choate the, the, for, to make those decisions. I just get to talk about them, and, uh, and, I, and I don't envy that. But I think they've got two guys, Tucker Rovig and his start against Wagner last year, 310 yards, three touchdowns, looks really, really good. Against South Dakota State, didn't look as good. But at the same time, you know, I, I don't know if there's a lot of people that can go into that stadium against that team from a season ago and make their first collegiate start and look good. He is Jason Alvin. He'll be bringing you all that coverage from those road games, home games, and all of the above as the new voice of the Montana State Bobcats. Hey, I know you're in sunny Southern California. I know you're trying to get in some vacation time before this whirlwind hits us both. Best of luck out there, my friend, and thanks so much for being with us. Hey, I appreciate it, sir. Good talking with you. Montana Football Hall of Fame announced nine new inductees for our upcoming ceremony in March at the Shrine Game on Saturday in Butte. We'll tell you who they are and much more after this. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not.
Ryan's gone, but I'm still late. We're getting caught up, though. It's a Monday. We're all a little bit behind on a Monday. Ryan Tutel, he's out floating on a noodle somewhere in the middle of Flathead Lake enjoying a vacation. Must be nice to be an old, grizzled veteran like him. Just getting vacation upon vacation upon vacation. I haven't even taken one yet. He went to the Philippines for a year, it seemed like. Yeah, he'll be back tomorrow, though. I know you miss him. Coulter Nuana's here in studio with you. And, of course, it's the Kurtz Polaris Studios. You already knew that. But maybe you didn't know this. Kurtz Polaris, 30th birthday. That's right, 30 years. And they're celebrating this month by offering up to 30%, really, 30%. Of MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicles, Husqvarna and Beta dirt bikes, or any pontoon boat. Some restrictions may apply, so see KurtzPolaris.com for details. Get into Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month long for the Kurtz 30th anniversary sale. Go check them out. Before we get into some of these uh, Montana Football Hall of Fame Inductions. I want to just revamp one of the conversations we were having a little bit earlier. If you missed anything from the first hour or the first hour and a half of the show, great segment with Anthony Knockrider recapping the Shrine game and also a little preview on Class AA football in Montana. Also talked about Dante Olson being added to the not only Buck Buchanan watch list for Montana Grizzlies, but also the Butkus Award watch list. Very prestigious honor. Only the second guy ever for the Grizzlies named to that list. Also heard from Jeff Choate, Montana State head coach, and we also had Jason Alvin, the voice of the Montana State Bobcats, on the line, breaking down the Big Sky Conference race as a whole. One thing we I teased in the opener, but skimmed over uh, because we were just running up against it, we talked about the, the 37 controversy that's going on right now on Twitter and social media and the message boards. Sam Herter, Hero Sports, he's naming the best player at each number, 99 through 1, counting down the days to the season, all the best FCS players. And number 37, 37 days out from kickoff, Bryce Dirk from Montana State was the uh, the guy who was recognized. And I think that's right. I think Bryce Dirk is the best 37 in the country. And Montana obviously has great tradition with their number 37 jersey passed down from players like Tim Houck uh, through guys like Jason Crebo and Andy Pedick and C.J. Pisher, Lauren Utterback, Carson Bender, Jordy Tripp, Zach Wagaman, and now Jesse Sims from down in the Bitterroot Valley. And every single one of those guys, great players. And Jesse Sims, great player. Uh, but there's a lot of Grizz fans out there hollering and yelling about how Sims deserved it over Bryce Sterk, and uh, I just don't agree. But if you want to hear that argument, you want to hear my take on that, go ahead and check out the podcast presented by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and you can listen to that from the first segment. But the other thing I wanted to touch on was uh, a new and actually maybe a little bit old tradition uh, for Montana State as well. Number 41 is a uh, number forty one is a number that has been worn by a Montana native the last nine years. Brad Daly wore it for, f- for five years. Uh, he had a, an absence from the program in one of those years, but played in it for four seasons, including his 2013 Buck Buchanan award-winning season. And then Grant Collins, Bozeman High product, who was a four-year starter at Montana State, he's worn the, worn the number for the last five years as well. And um, now Montana State is going to take that number, number 41, which represents Montana as the 41st state admitted to the union. And they're going to pass it down just like Montana does with their number 37 jersey. Braden Conkle, a Belgrade product who will be a senior strong safety for the Bobcats and a team captain this year, 
he'll be the one wearing number 41. So he switches from 18, the number he's worn for the last three seasons as a starter, and he will wear that number 41. Uh, Jeff Choate, he said, I like traditions in college football. At Boise State, where he was an assistant, we introduced the hammer, and Montana State has something like that. I really like the rodeo team leading us onto the field on horseback. And I wanted to put our staff stamp on this thing. So it dawned on me last November I was, as I was giving a little history lesson on our helmets that we've had some spectacular players wear that number 41 jersey. And in the recent past, they were from Montana. We have the Block M on the team's helmet, a tribute to the M on Mount Baldy. And we've added 1889, the year Montana became a state. And we also have the 3-7-77, indicative of the vigilante and state law enforcement, the 406 area code. And now we've had 41 on the back of the helmets. So just putting some of those things together, I thought it would be a really cool way to honor our state and recognize a player who has done some really good things as a Bobcat. I know that uh, Montana State people, there's been a lot of good feedback over this. When you trace back through the history, it's not just Brad Daly and Grant Collins that have worn the number. Sam McCollum, who was a inductee to our Montana Football Hall of Fame last year, He's a Kalispell native that played for the Cats in the early 1970s, a great receiver who then went on to play for the Seattle Seahawks in the NFL and worked with the players in the NFL for quite some time. He wore that jersey. And Ron Murai, a, a Miles City native who was on the 1976 National Championship team at Montana State, he wore that number 41 jersey as well. So I think this is a, this is a cool tradition that is uh, getting revamped as well as solidified. And I know some people on the other side of the rivalry, the Montana side of the rivalry, will will say, hey, they're just copying us, they're just stealing our tradition. But if you really break it down, there's programs from all over the country that have numbered traditions, and uh, I think that this is cool for Montana State. I think it represents something good. You know, I think that the 37, it has gained its own legacy, obviously. I mean, you see 37 jerseys all over Washington Grizzly Stadium. And it was the the number that Craig Paulson wore that then he passed on to Todd Erickson that then he passed on to Tim Houck. And those guys really got that prestige rolling. But there's no real representation of 37 besides that designated hitter, that Montana defensive player that just has that toughness and that grit ingrained in him. This one seems a little bit more symbolic just in terms of the fact that there's a direct correlation. Montana, the 41st state in the union. And uh, I don't know. We'll see how, how this thing plays out. But Braden Conkle, a great fit for that jersey. Speaking of Sam McCollum, as a guy who was inducted into the Montana Football Hall of Fame, as many of you know out there, I'm on the board of directors for the Montana Football Hall of Fame. Help them with a lot of their biography work. I have some say in nominations and selections as well. And if, if you haven't been, come on out to the Montana Football Hall of Fame in Billings. Uh, the, the the actual Hall of Fame is in Bozeman at the Universal Athletic Store. So you can go there, you can check it out. Display of jerseys and helmets and shirts. There's a kiosk there with information all about and all the stories that myself, as well as Mick Colleen, the former voice of the Grizz, and several other guys uh, have put together on all the inductees. Really cool deal. But if you haven't been to the event, come check it out. This thing has grown exponentially, and it's become a really, really big event. There was over 800 people there a year ago, and really, really fun. The stories are great. The food is great. The night is great. It's just a great atmosphere. Last year, you know, interviewing Thatcher Slay and then getting to talk to him at the banquet. I mean, when I was a kid, when I was 13 or 14 years old, Thatcher Slay was one of my all-time favorite players for the Grizz. And getting to see his bear claws that he still wears around his neck and to hear his stories is tremendous. And there's been so many great guys from Montana, Montana State, from all over the state that played out of state for college. And it's a great event. March, Late March, I'll get you the official date here once we get that thing solidified. But 
get a ticket or or get a table because it, it's a great event. You will enjoy yourself. The stories are unforgettable, and the night itself is great. So I'll get you more details on that in future upcoming weeks. But this year, uh, here's the guys that we have now selected to induct into this year's Hall of Fame. Steve Akanuski, who's a former Grizz who played the majority of his NFL career for the Buffalo Bills, is one of them. We also got former Montana and Miami Dolphins slash Buffalo Bills kicker Dan Carpenter, who left Montana as the all-time leading scorer in the history of not only UM but of the Big Sky Conference. And he's a guy that went on to have a nearly 10-year NFL career. Uh, he was a pro bowler a couple times in his career and, and an outstanding kicker, definitely one of the greatest kickers from the in the history of Big Sky Conference football and a Helena High native, or Helena High product, excuse me, Helena native. Uh, we also are inducting former Montana State and Tennessee Titans linebacker and long snapper Ken Amato, a guy who played uh, in the 1970s and was a great Bobcat. Former Bobcat quarterback and former CFL and Grey Cup MVP Travis Lulay, who uh, had a storied career at Montana State, broke in the lineup as a true freshman, led the, the Cats to their first win over Montana in 16 years, snapped the streak in Missoula in 2002, a 10-7 victory for the Bobcats, engineered by a true freshman in Travis Lulay. And he went on to beat the Grizzlies three out of four times, brought the Bobcats back to prominence, sharing Big Sky Conference titles, winning Big Sky Conference titles, going to the playoffs. So he had a great career there at Montana State. And then our final, our fifth player is Shane Collins. Shane Collins is, is the only one of only two guys besides Tanner Roderick, both of them, ironically, Bozeman High products, who won Gatorade Player of the Year in multiple sports. Shane Collins was Gatorade Player of the Year in both football and track and field. He went to Arizona State, where he was not only an All-American football player as a defensive end, but he was also a national champion shot put thrower, one of the great shot put throwers in the world during his prime. He was drafted. Uh, by the Washington Redskins, played in the NFL. He's the father of, of Grant Collins, who wore that number 41 jersey that we previously talked about. And Shane's a great dude who I knew in Bozeman, and he's well-deserving of getting into this Montana Football Hall of Fame, one of the great athletes to ever come out of the state of Montana. We also have a support category and a legacy category, the, the latter being for deceased people that deserve to be inducted. And in the support category, this year we're inducting former uh, Montana as well as NFL coach and scout Bob Beers, a guy who's been around the scene uh, of Montana for a long time. Even now, uh, with his work at the NFL, he's been scouting for a variety of teams, but he's always at the pro days. He's always in the press box. Uh, and he's a guy that's made the rounds extensively all over the state of Montana. And our other contributor category is football broadcaster Brent Musburger. Probably don't need any more details on him because I guarantee if you watch college football at any point in the last 30 or 35 years, you've heard Brent Musburger on the college with the all-time great play-by-play guys in the history of college football. And finally, in our legacy category, Victor Linskog. He's a Roundup native who played his college ball at Stanford and then played for the Philadelphia Eagles. So that will be really cool uh, to have him inducted into the Montana Football Hall of Fame as well. Colter Nuwana is broadcasting to you from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. We're wrapping this thing up. Ryan Tutel, he's out. He's at Flathead Lake. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, a couple more thoughts for you, though, before we let you go for the evening. Got some the Missoula Bruins. They're in some need. So I'll tell you more about that on the other side. And a huge Pioneer League baseball showdown series here in Missoula starting tomorrow with the Missoula Osprey playing out of Ho Falls Chuckers. Missoula Osprey, Missoula Bruins next. 
Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to, and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. One of the great intros to any song ever written. Gotta love it. Led Zeppelin, one of the all-time greats. I remember calling and asking for that song to Craig Johnson back in the mid-1990s. I hope Craig is out there enjoying his retirement. Stepped away from the trail. If you had not heard, 40-plus years in radio, a Montana legend. I remember being a little kid organizing my baseball cards and calling Craig, asking him to play When the Levy Breaks by Led Zeppelin. Great memories. Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Ryan Tutel, he's out. He's at Flathead Lake. He'll be back tomorrow. Coulter Nuanas guiding you through your Monday evening. Miss anything in the first hour or the show or any of the show that, for that matter? It's available on our podcast, and that's available on the TuneIn Radio app on Spotify or on iTunes, or you can find it at the station website. Just click on the podcast tab once you go to 102.9 ESPN.com. Podcast is presented by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. We're broadcasting to you live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. It's the 30th birthday of Kurtz Polaris, and that means they're celebrating in style, offering 30%, yep, 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new off-road vehicle through Polaris. Get the details, KurtzPolaris.com, and get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month long for that 30th anniversary sale. Just a few minutes left before we kick you over. We're going to have the Missoula Osprey on here in about an hour. And on that note, it's a really, really big series for the Missoula Osprey as they take on the Idaho Falls Chuckers. They return home for their fourth homestand of the season, and they start tonight. I misspoke earlier. I said last night, but they start tonight. They're in the middle of a tight race with the Chuckers to see who will be tabbed as the first-half champions and clinch the first playoff spot for 2019. The O's, they currently sit one game behind Idaho Falls in the first half standings. There's four games left in the first half. They're all against Idaho Falls. They're all here in Missoula. The O's have their sights set on that first half series win against the Checkers and ultimately the first half crown. So be sure to go check them out. They got home games for about a week plus here and a bunch of fun promotions going on as well. Also talked about the Missoula Bruins. They need some help. They are currently in need of homes for at least 10 players for the 2019-2020 season. Bledding is not only one of the most utmost importance to every junior hockey team across the country, but it's also an incredibly rewarding experience for players and families alike. 
Missoula Bruins are hoping Missoula families will join them Tuesday. That's tomorrow at Highlander Beer, Highlander Brewing, uh, out there off North Reserve, beginning at 6 p.m. You can learn more about being a Bruins Belay family for 2019-2020 to help these young men continue to chase their hockey and academic dreams. Come on out and meet Bruins head coach Cliff Cook. He's a friend of the show. He attended our live broadcast last week. Appreciate him for uh, coming on down. Also coordinator Colleen Scheel and a couple current Belay families and more. Uh, a family that opens their home to out-of-state or out-of-country players for the Bruins. That's what a Belay family is, and that's what they're looking for. For many of these players, this will be their first time away from home, and they will need a stable living environment for them to move to Montana while they pursue the next step in their developing hockey careers. These young men are between 16 and 20 years old. The season begins with training camp in late August and ends in mid-April. Families are welcome to house more than one player if possible, and families receive a monthly stipend plus Bruins season tickets for the entire household. So if you want to get involved in that, head on over to Highlander Brewing tomorrow night, 6 p.m. You can learn more about how you can help the Missoula Junior Bruins host some players for the 2019-2020 season. I know people that have done that before, and they think it's a rewarding experience. There's hosts for both the Osprey and the Bruins players, and it's a cool deal. You get to meet some driven and uh, potentially really athletic and successful young men, and you get to help them along as well, and it's a great way to get back to your community. So if you can, head on over there, Highlander Brewing, 6 p.m. tomorrow night. I'll remind you tomorrow as well. It's been a fun show. Shout out to Reese there in the back playing all my favorite music. I gave him the list before the show and he nailed it. I love it. It's all good and uh, it's a fun show even with Ryan out. So just go ahead and head on over to 1029ESPN.com if you missed anything in the show. You can check out the podcast. It's always there for you. Ready to roll and I can't wait to have Ryan back in the saddle tomorrow. We're getting down to it. It's going to be football season before we know it and uh it's going to be an exciting one. I'm excited for football. we got a lot of NFL stuff to talk about. i got some NBA stuff I'm burning on as well. And, of course, we have our Big Sky Conference stuff that we'll always be burning on. i got a couple other things. I want to get Ryan's opinion on some of the takes that we had today as well. I want to ask him about some of these uh, controversies, the wrong word, some of these numbers that we got, the traditional numbers, and some of the arguments we got going on because i love to get his take on that stuff as well. Tutel Nuanas. Colter Duanas for Ryan Tutel. Have yourself a great evening. Missoula Osprey, first pitch, 7.05. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizzlies, and the voice of the Osprey on the call. Tutel Duanas. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast, to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore. You can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.